It's 9.09 now. And what are the long-term biological effects on children as a result of COVID-19? To talk about this, we're joined by Canada Research Chair in Social Epigenetics and Professor at the University of British Columbia, Michael Kobor. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Thank you great so to much. Be with you. Well, it's great to have you here. Thanks for joining us. When you talk about biological effects, are you talking about kids who may have had COVID nineteen or may have been exposed to the virus? What exactly do you mean by that? Yeah, no, this is a great question too, and it's really actually, uh, luckily, um, I guess kids really don't get all that much infected uh, mm-hmm. themselves, and really don't really have. The disease as far as we know with some exceptions of course but what we're talking about is sort of the unintended consequences perhaps of um policies and and changing um you know policy, situations for especially for families that coincide with with the covid 19 pandemic so this would be uh, like stressors Yes, so what we're talking about really um, is the, the fact that you know, families, um, unemployment has risen, um, there's stress in the family, for the, for the folks who live in, in you know, already on the, on the sort of more marginalized ends of society, there's food insecurity, and, and all the way to, to potentially, you know, child abuse that has been documented to have increased uh, during the pandemic. And all of those, those stresses, um, if you wish, can really become biologically embedded. They can really get under our skin, can get under the skin of, of our children, and potentially last, last with the children um, for a lifetime. What exactly? Can you explain that a little bit? Because, I mean, epigenetics, it's, it's a fascinating subject. Maybe a lot of people are not quite sure on what that means. So talk to us a bit about what you'd be looking for long term. Yeah, so we're looking for a number of things. And epigenetics certainly is, is one of the many uh, that perhaps could explain how this happens. I think um, we need to, uh, um, you know, appreciate that all of all of this biological embedding can really develop um, and impact the children's developing brain, their immune system, and, and ultimately their ability to thrive. And the epigenetics, which I always sort of uh, equate to, demo switch uh, because basically um, if you think of your genes you can think of them as light bulbs and uh, the epigenetics is really just a dimmer that sets the light bulb um, those light bulbs and those dimmer switches potentially can be affected by by the kind of stress of family reduced family income stress in the family food insecurity and the like and um, really um, the demo can potentially be set and changed and altered in a way that that lasts all the way into adulthood and thus affects um, the way our genes uh, um, um, the work and um, ultimately how um, our health and behavior um, um, goes across the lifespan. Uh, let's talk about if anxiety is within this realm as far as the anxiety of the well, the fear of unknown when it comes to these kids being ripped out of their schools and maybe hearing the news and, and watching people walk around in masks. How much of a role is, is anxiety within this? You know, it's a great question, and uh, I think um, certainly there's uh, literature out there that anxiety generally for children and adolescents does have a lasting, can have a lasting impact and can negatively affect health, um, you know, uh, lasting into adulthood. Um, I think um, we we can really um, try to reduce this in our families and our communities by talking to our kids um, in informed ways and, and sharing, um, you know, giving them some sort of reassuring that, um, the masks are really not, you know, the bad monsters that, for example, my son talks about <laughs> walking around on the streets um, and things like that. So I think there's a lot of um, opportunity to to try to buffer um, what we know could be potentially uh, lasting and, and damaging effects. So what what can we do as parents? You mentioned you're explaining that to to your child and your son. 
Um, what about, uh, you know, uh, on mass? What should we be doing? Is this something that should be looked at if the kids return back to school and teachers and educators should be aware of? I think we need to certainly make sure that everybody is safe, that everybody feels safe. Um, but I think, you know, the more we understand really um, the biology, uh, not only of COVID, but uh, of how um, the um, COVID pandemic affects the child development, uh, the more we can make informed choices. And, and we propose in this this piece that we uh, put out um, earlier this week that, for example, you know, policymakers, um, the task forces include um, not only policymakers, but also pediatricians, um, psychologists, and folks who really understand the biology of uh, child development so that together we can come up with some informed uh, choices and advice to ensure that our kids um, do benefit from clearly being in school and being in their, in their, use, in their usual social environment without endangering, of course, the overall public health. Fascinating discussion. Thanks so much for joining us, Michael. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That, artic- that article in theconversation.com. His name is Michael Kobor. He's a Canada Research Chair in Social Epigenetics at a prof at UBC. You know, and, and I think that it's, it's a case of as being adults and being as educated as we can. And in uh, the case of, of, of you and I, Sue, not having too much of an impact when it comes to work. Yeah, we're still in the building. We don't see our coworkers here. Um, and then you go home and your family's there. We see more of our families. Mm-hmm. But the vast amount of changes that our kids have gone through, even though, yes, we have them wear masks and do their social distancing, um, it has got to be devastating to have that kind of a change. And sometimes maybe we don't realize it as parents. And, you know, I think that's the thing we need to talk to the kids because they, they do see what's going on. They're, they're seeing and hearing the news because we're listening to it. So they do have some fears that probably because they don't really understand that as well as my kids anyway. You know, they're young. So I, my, my son gets stressed out. He, he got really upset and stressed out when we were at Sylvan. That's why one of the reasons why we left so quickly. So I think we need to talk to them and make sure that they understand so that it's not something that, you know, scars them for the future. It's, it's something that we went through, we made through, we got through the other side, mm-hmm. and, you know, and we move on with it. What are your kids' uh, views and what have they said about going back to school that first week of September? Have they had any thoughts? Because I can tell you mine in a second. Well, my kids are both, they, you know, they want to go back and see their friends and their teachers and go back to school, but they're also worried. They mm-hmm. are concerned about it because we've had lots of conversations. You know, we're supposed to stay away from large groups of people. We do need to wear a mask if we're out and about just to, in order to protect us and the other people around us. So they've got their concerns. Are your kids ready to go back? Well, I remember that uh, mid uh, middle of March when they were pulled out of school. At first, are we going to go back? When do we get to go back? Right. I can't believe. And now that dynamic has changed. Was, uh, are we going to go back for mm-hmm. sure? Or are we going to still be taught online? Um, oh, you know, I've heard and they've talked to their friends and they follow the media that we might partially go back or that we might still be doing someone. So it's become a lot more real for them. Yep. And I think that they're realists and they both roll with masks. They always have masks with them yep. and that bottle of hand sani. And they know it's ingrained now. And six months ago, they'd say, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, keeping them smart, right? Keeping them up to date and, and aware without scaring them and terrorizing them because there's certainly no need for that. We just need to all be aware of what's going on and the things we can do to keep safe. That's well, it. It's we, pretty simple. But also, you, you throw in the fact that we've had these Black Lives Matter rallies. The, the amount of change that these younger folks have gone through since March. Yeah, it is, it is mind-blowing and, and lots of questions to be answered by the adults. Most definitely. Uh, we will answer your texts. Get to those in just a couple of minutes. It's coming up on 917 now. Time for helicopter traffic for West District by Truman. Come visit the largest concrete-built condos in the city. 
Crowchild, an excellent drive out of the northwest this morning as you leave Tuscany, Scenic Acres, and Arbor Lake all the way down to the Bow River Construction Zone. You're sitting delay-free. Northbound lanes, though, is experiencing a couple of slow spots just due to construction. There's that ongoing right lane closure by 24th Avenue in the University of Calgary, and then further up by Sarsi Trail down to a single right lane for construction, and that is definitely slowing things down a little bit right now. Paving on Nose Hill Drive between John Laurie Boulevard and Crowchild Trail today will result in a number of lane closures until seven o'clock this evening. And of course, watch for ongoing lane closures and speed restrictions at the interchange of 16th Avenue and Stony Trail Northwest for construction. Volume wise though, right now, eastbound lanes are a little bit slow approaching Valley Ridge Boulevard, but open up as you head out towards the Foothills Hospital. A message from Canadian Blood Services. Right now, the need for blood is rising and every appointment needs to be filled. Book now at blood.ca. For the 770 CHQR Traffic Helicopter, I'm Brady Howard.